Hello and welcome to Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets Podcast. This is episode 105. In today's podcast, it's all about skin. Skin allergies, what's the cause, and my top new natural remedies. Dog hotspots, this works great. Stinky dog, this homemade shampoo recipe is awesome. Recurring ear infections, this is what you should be using. Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Questions or suggestions, feel free to post a comment about this podcast episode on my blog at www.theinternetpetvet.com. I encourage you to sign up for my new free webinar. It's Dr. Jones's Top 67 Veterinary Home Remedies for Dogs and Cats. You can go to www.theonlinevet.com forward slash webinar. Allergies. So what is causing your dog to do all that itching? Well, first I suggest you approach allergies in a sequential manner. First of all, determine the type of allergy by doing this. There's three main possibilities. External parasites such as fleas, food, For dogs, beef protein is most common. For cats, fish or milk are the most common food allergens. And then the most common type of allergens in our animals are environmental, from pollens to house dust mites. Here, the immune system is overreacting, causing the severe itchiness. First, rule out fleas or mange. You know, practice regular flea control using natural methods if possible, topical antiparasitics if necessary. A real good one to rule out fleas, to rule out mange, is topical revolution. A holistic option to consider would be neem oil. Number two, do a hypoallergenic food trial. So here you're feeding a specific type of diet for a minimum of six weeks, ideally up to 12 weeks, to see if your dog or cat's allergic symptoms stop. About 80% of animals respond by six weeks. The type of food you're feeding is a unique protein. You know, say they usually eat beef for the dogs, for instance. You're feeding something else, you know, such as turkey or lamb or fish. You're feeding a unique type of carbohydrate if it's including one, you know, such as sweet potato as opposed to rice or potatoes or something. And then that's all you're feeding for that minimum six-week period of time. Often what I suggest to clients is to go ahead and make your dog's own food, especially during a, try to doing a hyperallergenic food trial. So you're going to get a bunch of turkey, you're going to get a bunch of sweet potato, some veggies that it's unlikely your dog's going to react to, you know, something simple like carrots, broccoli. You're going to mix that up for that six-week period of time, and that's all they get, including the treats. Some remedies to consider many people haven't thought of feet washing. You know, regularly washing of your dog's paws after they come in from being outside is one of the best ways to decrease the itching. This washes off the outdoor allergens. You can use a damp cloth or put your pup in the bath. Honey for allergies. Honey is a great way to naturally desensitize your dog to what they're allergic to. Often honeybees, they're using pollen to make that honey, and often our dogs are allergic to pollen. So what you're doing is you're feeding a small amount of that pollen by giving them that that honey over an eight to 12 week period of time. Very small amounts, about a half a teaspoon for 20 pounds of body weight, given for that minimum of a 12 week period, and I've had many pet parents say yes, that really worked. Butterbur, this is a shrub that grows in Europe and parts of Asia and North America, typically in wet marshy ground. The name Butterbur is attributed to the traditional use of using its large leaves to wrap butter in warm weather. In one study published recently in the British Medical Journal, a group of researchers showed how just one tablet of butterbur extract four times a day was as effective as a popular antihistamine drug in controlling symptoms of hay fever. Doses of butterbur, while a typical dog dose, would be 0.5 
0.5 milligrams per pound twice daily, meaning a 50 pound dog would take 25 milligrams twice a day. Soy to stop the itch. Beta-cetosterol, it's a steroid, it's a type of fat found in soy, and it, it can help decrease the level of itchiness in your dog. In people, it's most commonly used for lowering cholesterol levels and improving symptoms of enlarged prostate, benign prostatic hyperplasia, or BPA. Studies have shown that beta-cetosterol, it attenuates atopic dermatitis in animals. The dog dose is one to two milligrams per pound of body weight twice daily. And I've had a, n a number of dog parents say this has been really beneficial official. It's very safe. Typically it's sold in combination with either uh, an essential fatty acid such as fish oil or flax oil. Really good option to consider. Then this last remedy many people have not heard of is sunflower oil. So what sunflower oil is, it's called a natural ceramide. And ceramides are the type of fat that help rebuild the skin layer. And the skin layer is what keeps all these allergens out of your dog. If you have a healthy skin layer, the allergens can penetrate in through the skin, causing this itch scratch cycle. Natural ceramide, sunflower oil. You can give it orally at the dose of one teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight daily, as well as applying it topically on your dog's skin, kind of how you would apply yeah, a flea and tech med such as Advantage. Number two, hot spots. What are they? Well, hot spots, they develop very quickly and by catching them early is key to preventing them from turning into a bigger problem. The first stages, they show up as moist, red, itchy skin. The infected skin will lose pus and this will dry up, forming a crust over the infected area. The sooner you catch the hot spot, the easier it is to treat and more likely to respond to some of the home remedies. Removing the hair on the hot spot is the first thing you want to do. You can use blunt nose scissors or trimmers. Then you want to clean it with an antiseptic scrub. You could use something such as chlorhexidine, which you pick up from a pharmacy, or you can make your own. We're using black tea uh, in combination with Castile soap. It's a natural soap. Either way, you're going to scrub it really well, cleaning it really well. Then next, the key to curing hot spots is to get them to dry out. A very effective antiseptic drying solution is tea and aspirin. Here what you're doing is brewing up a strong cup of black tea and dissolving an aspirin tablet in it. Then you're going to soak a cloth in this brew and apply it to the affected area for five minutes four times a day. I found many clients that said this in veterinary practice. This worked really well. Another option to consider is coconut oil in combination with apple cider vinegar. You can mix equal parts of coconut oil, say one or two tablespoons of coconut oil, one or two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, warm Warm it up so the coconut oil is softened and it mixes in together and then wipe that onto the hot spot three to four times a day. You would then be treating that with your dog four times a day for five to seven days. One other hot spot recipe that I've tried that worked really well is using some of the essential oils. Started out with tea as the base, so two tablespoons of green tea, then five drops of lavender essential oil, and five drops of tea tree oil. Those are mixed in combination, and once again, you're applying that to the hot spot three to four times a day for five to seven days. If you have a stinky dog, you should be trying this simple remedy. So what's causing the odor? Most of the dogs with a doggy smell, they have excessive yeast or bacteria, often secondary to an allergy. So first of all, ideally, you're figuring out what your dog is allergic to. You're treating the underlying cause of the allergy. Next, you want to treat the smell, all that yeast. So this is this homemade shampoo recipe. It includes three quarters of a cup of water or three quarters of a cup of green tea, 
two tablespoons of this natural soap called Castile soap, two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, and then 10 drops of lavender essential oil. Shake it up really well in your container, pour it on top of your dog, making sure that you really get into the cracks and crevices, for instance, underneath their armpits. You're gonna leave that on for a full 10 minutes and then rinse your dog off really well. The important thing and what many clients have said is they've seen such a good response to that, better than any of the shampoos that they can purchase. A little bit about coconut oil, why you should be using coconut oil. I'm going to tie this into this podcast episode, how, why it's important for our dog and our cat skin. Well, it contains a product called lauric acid. This is a saturated fatty acid that has numerous beneficial properties, being antiviral, antibacterial, antimicrobial, antifungal. It's been used against viruses such as herpes, the measles, influenza, hep C, and HIV, ringworm, and athlete's foot. In addition, there are other studies showing an array of different health benefits, including help with weight loss. Parts of coconut oil, MCT, or medium-chain triglycerides, they increase metabolism. It can help improve digestion and absorption of fat-soluble vitamins. It can provide a rapid form of non-carbohydrate energy, hence part of the reason why it's so beneficial in helping people, dogs and cats, get into a ketotic state. It can be helpful for animals with cancer. Then lastly, it can provide some really big benefits for a healthier skin and coat. Our dogs are especially prone to allergies and skin infections. In many cases, you may be using a corticosteroid such as prednisone. It, it can have an array of different side effects. Good option is coconut oil. Coconut is also considered the new brain food. It's scientifically proven to improve brain function in older dogs. Clearly, this has important implications for our animals. In this one study of 24 senior beagles, these guys that were fed a diet supplemented with 5.5% medium-chain triglycerides, or MCT oil, they showed a significant improvement in cognitive ability within just one month is huge that's crazy how fast and how responsive they were weight loss so mct oil this type of fat isolated from coconut oil it's been shown to promote increased metabolism and weight loss a natural antibiotic coconut oil is one of the many most important natural antibacterials it's got an array of research to back it up you should consider incorporating it on any wound especially in combination with honey it's also considered a natural flea and tick repellent it's thought that it repels these critters due to the ingredient lauric acid. You can rub it through your pet's coat as well as giving it to them orally. You look at doses of about one teaspoon per 20 pounds of body weight twice daily in the food. When you warm it up, it has to get warmed up to about 76 degrees. It'll melt in your hands. Then you can rub it in through your pet's coat. It's a great moisturizer and may also help repel fleas and ticks. This is a really important and pretty simple to make homemade topical skin cream that works great. It includes two tablespoons of coconut oil, one teaspoon of honey, and 10 drops of lavender essential oil. We're dealing with any kind of surface inflammation, surface skin infection, really good option to consider. Lastly, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the dogs with recurring ear infections. Well, initially, these dogs with recurring ear infections, most of the time it's due to an underlying allergy. Think of the ear canal as an extension of your dog's skin. They're reacting to some food they're eating. They're reacting to an external environmental allergen, say a house dust mite or pollen. Guess what? It can show up as an ear infection. The ear canals are red, inflamed. They're shaking their head. They're going to have this smell and this often black 
back discharge. So what do you do? A couple big steps, important things to do. First step is you gotta clean them first. You consider using something like white vinegar. It's really good at removing debris from the ears, killing the yeast and bacteria responsible for the ear infection. If your dog has these red open wounds, don't use this, it's gonna be really painful. Then you wanna use some type of soothing topical first, like olive oil and vitamin E. If you're gonna use the vinegar, you wanna dilute it with water or tea first, such as one cup of tea, two tablespoons of the vinegar. You could also consider using apple cider vinegar as another option for the cleansing first. So the first thing you're doing a fair amount of fluid, we're trying to clean all the debris, debris out of the ear. Really good cleaning option is 20% apple cider vinegar and 80% something like green tea or black tea. Regardless, whether you're using the white vinegar, the apple cider vinegar, what you're gonna do is you wanna fill up your dog's ear canal. You can tip their head to the side, lift up their ear flap, fill that up with that fluid. You're gonna rub the base of the ear really, really well so you hear it squishing in down the ear canal. You're gonna have a cotton swab and you're gonna wipe as much debris out as possible. You're gonna keep filling up the ear canal, rubbing the base of the ear really well until when you start wiping it out, it comes out clean and clear. Then you've got rid of most of the debris. So that's the first big principle, cleaning the ear really well. One other option that I wanted to mention, kind of a newer ear flushing option, is using witch hazel. So the thing with witch hazel, it's this North American herb. I've talked about using it for things such as hot spots, other skin infections. You can get it as an aloe vera formula, as a liquid flush, a really good option for flushing out our dog's ears. So what it'll do, it'll help break down some of the debris in the ears. It'll bind some of the fat that was within the ear itself. So it'll help get rid of that yeast, some of the bacteria, the debris that's in that ear. So a really good formula to clean out the ear, but at the same time, the witch hazel is anti-inflammatory. So that's what we're trying to do. We wanna break down the debris in the ear, remove it out as much as possible, then clean it out. So witch hazel is kind of a third option if you don't wanna use vinegar, because vinegar can be pretty stingy, especially if there's any kind of redness or if we're dealing with any type of cuts or open wounds. Witch hazel is another really good option to consider. So have you think of that one as well too. Regardless, whether you're using the vinegar, the witch hazel, you gotta fill up the ear canal, rub the base of the ear really well, wipe it out with a cotton ball, this swab till it comes out clean. So that's kind of the first step. You clean the ears. Then you're going on to treat it. And I'm going to give you two options of treating here. First, most dogs have yeast as an underlying cause. They've got this black debris. Your dog has has black debris, he's probably got yeast as the underlying cause of the ear infection. So one, here's one good conventional option. You can go to your pharmacy and you can either pick up Canistin or Monistat. These are pretty common antifungal medications. Typically the antifungal in those is called chlortrimazole and that's the same one that is many of the veterinary ear medications. But guess what, in the pharmacy it's like a tenth of the cost. You can get one tube, it's gonna last you for a year. You can go to your vet and get the same tube, it'll last you for a month. You can do the math and see how you're gonna save yourself a whole bunch of money. You're treating with the exact same thing. So that's a good option to consider. You can apply to so the canistin, the monostat into the ear twice daily for seven to 10 days. The next option to consider is a combination of apple cider vinegar and coconut oil. You can do one or two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, one or two tablespoons of coconut oil, warm that up so the coconut oil forms into a liquid, mix it up really well. And then you can apply five to 10 drops in each ear twice a day for seven to 10 days. Another really good option. And the benefit of this ACV coconut oil ear treatment is that it is antibacterial as well as being antifungal. Both of those two are really good options. So say you've tried you know, something else, typically some of the veteran ones like Surlan or Automac that didn't work. So you try the went and picked up some Caniston, Monistat, that didn't work. Consider this one, this ACV coconut oil combination. Then the other thing with the apple cider vinegar, 
vinegar period, it also is really effective against this one bacteria called Pseudomonas, which is an underlying cause of many of these dogs with recurring ear infections. Pseudomonas, so difficult to treat, none of the antibiotics really work. So there, we're going to cover most of the common ear infection problems by using apple cider vinegar. Well, that concludes this edition of the Veterinary Secrets Podcast, Podcast 105. Questions or comments, feel free to post a comment on my blog at www.theinternetpetvet.com where we post all these podcast episodes. Then lastly, I encourage you to sign up for my new webinar, Dr. Jones's Top 67 of Veterinary Home Remedies for Dogs and Cat. It's happening next Tuesday, which is Tuesday, March 2nd, and then we're doing a replay on Tuesday, March 4th. To sign up, you can go to www.theonlinebet.com forward slash webinar. Once again, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. It's Dr. Jones.